guys and welcome to episode three in our symptoms series. I've really been enjoying these with you and connecting with you and getting your messages and knowing that it's been helping you. Um, we've done two episodes already. Last week we spoke about heart and chest sensations. The week before that we delved deep into dizziness because that is one of the top symptoms that many of us struggle with. And if you haven't listened to those and those are some symptoms that you struggle with, I highly recommend going to check those out. We really go deep into them. I speak for almost an hour in each one. So I honestly share as much information with you as I possibly can. So this week, I don't want to focus on one specific symptom. I want to resume the symptoms next week. And then next week on Monday, I'll bring out an episode where we're going to talk about the throat sensations and like allergy type sensations that anxiety can cause. But this week, I thought we could just kind of take a break and I could do a Q&A with you. Um, a lot of the questions that you guys left me on Instagram are focused around symptoms anyway, so we will be touching on some symptoms in here. But I thought it would be nice because I get so many questions and sometimes I don't, I'm not able to respond personally to everyone and I don't want anyone to feel left out. And I'm probably not going to get to all of them in this episode. Um, I don't want to make this too, too, too long. But I'm going to get to as many as I can. And then if your question isn't here, I'm going to be doing more of these episodes in the future. I have all of your questions saved. And I'm thinking maybe like once every two weeks or so, we'll do a Q&A. Um, either along with the symptoms podcast or like instead of a symptoms podcast. But yeah, I thought it would be fun to do a Q&A today and just have a chat with you guys, you know? I have some tea with me. It's a much cooler day today. It's still pretty warm in the sun, but we're out of that crazy heat wave. Um, I know that other parts of the world have been dealing with major heat waves as well. In Ontario, we've had really intense heat, and I'm just not one for the heat. I know some people love the humidity, but for me, it's I don't really want to even get outside and go for my walks because when I get too hot, I start to get anxious, and I know a lot of you guys relate to that. So it's really, really nice to have some cooler weather this week. So I'm able to get outside. I got outside this morning, did some grounding. It was just really nice and I'm feeling fresh and ready to dig into this with you. I have some tea with me. I actually shared on my stories on Instagram um, how much I love lemon balm tea. It's a really good tea for emotional stress. Um, and a lot of you responded and said that you were really eager to try it, but you were really scared. And this is something I wanted to just talk about really quickly because this is a question I get all the time or just even I see it in the comments. So many of you want to try like a new supplement, a new tea, a new food, a new herb, but you're just too scared to because you, you have that fear of an allergic reaction. And I cannot tell you how much I relate to this. Uh, the very first time I spoke about this on my page, maybe like a year ago, I think I mentioned this. And I was kind of scared because I thought, what if people think I'm really weird? Like I'm the only one that has a fear of like suddenly developing an allergy to a new food or a supplement or, or anything really. And I couldn't believe the response that so many of you guys felt the same way. And I guess this is the thing, like when we don't talk about something, we don't realize how many other people feel the same way. So that's what I'm always trying to do, because sometimes it's really awkward for me to share certain things, honestly. Um, like when I said that I would walk into a shop, into like a grocery store with a shopping cart, even if I had to pick up like two items that I could easily carry in my hands, like just sharing that 
was scary for me because I just I thought that I'm so strange and that I'm like completely alone in these things that I do and so many of you guys do it too and if you're listening to this and you feel like you do some really really strange things and that no one else could possibly do them trust me that is just not true um yeah I just I just wanted to share that because I know that it's a really common fear is to develop a sudden allergy to a new food when we're anxious all the time it's natural that our brain is always jumping to the worst case scenario for absolutely everything so the thought of trying any any new food or anything your brain is going to immediately think oh what is the worst thing that can happen with this like what is the worst outcome oh you could be allergic and then you know you could die effectively that's that's where your brain goes so i just just try and be aware of that like your brain is always going to latch onto the worst case scenario but it's not it's your anxiety speaking it's not you and there are so many supplements and teas and many things that i was just too scared to try and then when i actually did try them i could not believe what a difference it did make in my anxiety Uh, magnesium glycinate is a big one i had wanted to try that one for ages because i had heard such good things Um, but i was just too scared and it just kind of sat there in the drawer and when i finally did try it i was like whoa like why did i not try this before so just know that you're not alone and just know that that's your anxiety speaking it's not you um yeah so I think I just like dove right into it. Uh, That's just a question that comes up a lot. So I just wanted to touch on that, especially if you're feeling like really weird about it. You're not weird. I promise you. So another question that comes up a lot, and I thought I would just answer this one just because I get so many questions about it. And um, I'm on video a lot and like I'm on my stories a lot. uh, So it's natural to wonder. A lot of people want to know where I'm from because I understand that I have a really confusing accent. Um... I actually grew up in South Africa and then moved to Canada with my family when I was 19. So I am 32 now, so I've been here for a while. So my accent has definitely changed. So that's why there's some confusion. Um, I I still do have some of that South African accent, but it's like mingled in with the Canadian accent now. So I have like a mixed situation going on. But um, yeah, I grew up in South Africa. It's so beautiful there. I lived in Cape Town. Um, If you are familiar with South Africa or if you are South African, I was born in Johannesburg, then very shortly after that moved to Durban, lived there until I was 10 or 9, and then we moved to Cape Town and I was in Cape Town for 10 years. It is such a beautiful city. It's really sad that there is a lot of crime there, unfortunately, because it really is such a beautiful place. I have never gone back to visit, believe it or not, but I really do want to one day. Um... So yes, I just wanted to answer that. I am South African, born and raised, but living in Canada and Ontario, so there is a confusing accent happening. So next question. Is it normal after a week of no anxiety to have bad days and feel like it's coming back? And this was not the only question on this. I I saw another question. Um, I have been, it was something along the lines of, I've been feeling really good for a few months now, But my anxiety has come back and I feel like I've taken like 100 steps back. And let me just tell you, when you are healing through anxiety, through trauma, through anything, it's an up and down situation. It's healing is not like a straight road forward. You can have, you can be feeling fantastic for a week and then 
feel like everything has just hit you again at once and then you feel like you've just completely lost your progress or for someone else they could be go they could go for months feeling amazing and in the same situation it's the minute we start to feel bad that we start to be really hard on ourselves and we just like oh you know i've just lost all my progress it was for nothing what was the point of it i think what's really important here is to firstly understand that this is completely normal um, we get into this mentality, and this was me as well, where we feel like when we start healing and we start feeling better, that that's how it has to be from now on. If we have a bad day, that means that we have to start over. Like it's the complete wrong mentality, and then we fall into this really like negative thinking pattern. So I think it's really important to firstly understand that this is completely normal. This is part of healing. You're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days. You need to just be extra gentle with yourself in the bad days. Because for me, when my panic attacks and things started to get better, I would be feeling really good and then I would have a day with panic attacks and I would just, the way that I responded to it was I wasn't gentle with myself. Like, okay, you know what? This is okay. Today I'm just gonna, you know, have a slower day and I'm gonna do some things that I know make me feel good. Instead, I was just, so frustrated at myself and I would just go and climb into bed and just not want to do anything because I felt like this was it I've just lost all of my progress you need to realize that anxiety is not something that you cure in the sense that anxiety is not something that you just completely get rid of and you never have it reappear in your life again it's 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 an emotion it's a natural emotion you know you're never going to not be sad again or you're never going to not be happy. Like, of course, we're going to have times in our life where we're going to be happy, where we're going to be sad. And it's the same with anxiety, where anxiety is going to come up again because it is a natural emotion. So I think when we can understand this, that it's a natural emotion and that it's okay when it comes up, but the difference is that we've learned how to manage it. Because when I started learning how to manage my anxiety, when I started learning, like, how to understand it, why it was happening, when I would have a bad day, when I started being gentler with myself, and this took a little while, I was able to realize, okay, so my anxieties come back, what have I learned? How can I find ways to move through this in a positive way and realize that I have not lost all of my progress? So I hope that kind of helps you. I think it's really important to really pay attention to all the progress that you make we tend to just not pay any attention to it and then we only put all of our focus on those bad days but when you're having all those good days really acknowledge them and really see how far you've actually come because progress is progress tiny baby steps forward is progress and just because you have a bad day a bad week a bad month it doesn't mean that you've lost all of that progress so the next question is, how long did you suffer from anxiety and panic and when did it start to get better? So I realized that I've actually suffered from anxiety my entire life, but um, it wasn't until I was in my 20s when it really started to manifest in a way that was affecting my life, my work, um, my everything really. Uh, and when I started to have panic attacks and then I realized, wait a minute, like something has to be done. And then I started doing as much research as I could about anxiety, I started to learn all about it, like why it happens, what's happening in my body, what could be triggering it, what could be intensifying it, what are ways to manage it. 
And that when I was doing this research and learning so much, this is when I realized, you know what? I think I've had anxiety my entire life, but I had always looked at it as me just being a sensitive, shy, nervous person. I feel like we put a lot of labels on people. Oh, they're so nervous. Oh, they're so shy. But it could actually be anxiety under all the layers, like if you dig deeper. So my anxiety started to get better when I started learning everything that I could. Um, And when I started to not look at it as my enemy, because that's what I had been doing. I had been looking at anxiety as this thing that was trying to hurt me. When I started to realize that my anxiety was simply my body trying to alert me to things in my life that needed to be changed. And I only started to realize this through research. And that's why I'm always trying to share so much with you guys um, on my Instagram, in my book, because I want you to learn exactly what I learned because that is what started to propel me forwards on my journey and has gotten me to where I am today where honestly anxiety does not rule my life anymore. When I'm very highly stressed and I do experience anxiety, I now have the tools to manage it and I no longer get panic attacks. I had a panic attack actually maybe a month and a half ago because I was going through some like really horrible stress. But um before that I don't even remember. So this is what I was saying earlier. Anxiety and panic attacks is something that can always come back if you're not taking care of yourself. If you're um going through a lot of stress it's just really important to do all that research to learn everything you can so you know how to move past it a lot faster so next question are you taking any medication for anxiety i am not taking any medication right now i right in the beginning when my anxiety started to manifest really severely um before i understood it before i knew any better actually i immediately went to the doctor Um, it was not a very pleasant experience. I had kind of expected the doctor to kind of sit with me and be more empathetic. I'm not saying that this is everyone's experience. Like for for some of you, maybe you do have an amazing doctor, but the doctor that I went to was just, he honestly like hardly even looked at me. It was a two minute, I was honestly in that room for about realistically, maybe four, four minutes, four or five minutes. Um, he asked me what my questions, what my symptoms are, Uh, just went, okay, okay, and just ticked it off on a paper and said, yep, it sounds like you have panic disorder and anxiety, and then he diagnosed me and then said, okay, I'm going to prescribe this SSRI to you, which it was Ciprolex, I believe, and that was it, and it was done, and um, I just left it, like, in a daze, like, I didn't feel right, but I was so desperate to just feel better every single day I was obsessing over symptoms it was affecting my job which was where obviously I'm making money I had taken so many days off work I had a very understanding boss at the time who had allowed me to take time off but I realized like I couldn't just continuously take time off Um, and whether I worked there at a different job I needed to be able to focus and you know keep my job so that I was making money to pay the bills and all of that So I went to the pharmacy and I got my prescription and I took it for about a year and I'm not going to go deep into my med story. I feel like I can do another whole episode on that and I do share my whole story in my book, 
but it it really didn't work out the way that I had thought. I kind of thought that my anxiety was going to completely disappear. I was going to feel amazing and happy and my life was just going to be great. And it didn't work out that way. It did it did help with the panic attacks. Um I to be honest with you, I felt like kind of numb. Like I just felt like nothing. Like I and I'm like the type of person that feels everything. Like I'm I used to really struggle with how sensitive I am and how deeply I feel things but I've really come to embrace this part of myself more and realize that this is what makes me me right so when I was on meds it I was just kind of numb like I didn't even feel like myself um, I'm not going to go into all of that but I did end up coming off them after a year or just under a year and the withdrawal the withdrawal from the meds was severe and I wasn't even on the, I was on like a very low dose, actually. I was weaning off meds under a doctor's supervision and I was doing it slowly, like it wasn't a cold turkey situation, but I suffered from severe depression. Like I can't even explain to you how awful I felt. Um, another symptom that I had, another like withdrawal symptom was insomnia. It was horrendous. I had it for weeks there was basically every second night sometimes for nights in a row I would be up until six in the morning and then I'd be lucky if I slept for an hour from six till seven it was so bad and I remember being so confused because I was thinking like I'm not wasn't on a high dose I'm weaning off it in like a safe way it was it was terrible um yeah and then another side effect another withdrawal symptom that I had was harm OCD which is really horrendous intrusive thoughts about harming yourself or harming others like I would have these graphic um, images come into my head that I did not want there at all um, but I it just wouldn't stop and at the time I didn't tell anybody because I thought that I was a crazy person and I thought if I tell the doctor if I tell anyone in my life that I'm going to be locked away in an asylum or something. So I didn't tell anyone. And it was torture dealing with that. It was absolute torture. And I know that some of you guys do struggle with harm OCD or any other disturbing intrusive thoughts. And it's it can feel very, very isolating. And it can make you feel like you are losing your mind. So if you're struggling with harm OCD or any kind of really invasive and disturbing intrusive thoughts, I hope that you understand that this is a real thing. Um, it's not you being a crazy person. Uh, I think it really makes things difficult when we don't... Like, I was having these intrusive thoughts, but I had never heard of harm OCD in my life. I hardly knew anything about intrusive thoughts. I just thought that everybody thinks like normal <laughs> thoughts and that I must be insane so if you're going through that i just want you to know that you are not crazy i recommend checking out the intrusive thoughts posts on my page read through the captions because i do share a lot of detail in there and then also go to the comments because that's where we can really like support each other and connect with others who are going through the same thing another question that comes up a lot is can anxiety really make you persistently dizzy or constantly dizzy and the answer to that is yes it can uh, i think that a lot of us believe that it's just during a panic attack that we experience those really intense symptoms and yes 
during a panic attack, any symptoms that you struggle with will definitely be heightened because that's when the adrenaline is really pumping and your heart is at its highest. But you can experience these symptoms after a panic attack. You can experience them even if you never get panic attacks. You can experience them 24-7. When your body is in that heightened state, when your nervous system is permanently stimulated, you're going to constantly feel an edge. You're going to constantly deal with symptoms. So yes, absolutely. Dizziness was a top symptom for me. It was awful. Um, that was the one symptom that I especially struggled with in terms of not wanting to do anything because, I mean, when you're dizzy... And it can be severe dizziness where you can hardly take a few steps in your own home and it feels like everything is spinning around you or like the floor is moving, like you're like, you know, on a boat on like rough seas or something. So this was a really tough symptom. And I know that if you're going through it, that it, it feels hopeless. I know. But I would recommend listening to my dizzy podcast um, just because I have so much inf- I have so much I can say about dizziness and that's why I created that podcast um, that episode I don't want to go too deep into it here but if that is your top symptom and you're struggling and it's like all the time it's constant I would recommend listening to that um, and hopefully that will bring you some comfort and you know help to, to give you some ways to start to move through it So I really like this next question. Uh, What do you think support means in friendship? When is it too much or emotional dumping? I really do like this question because when you struggle with anxiety all the time, it's natural that you're going to want to have someone there in your life that you can talk to. But if you're anything like me, you may feel like, oh, I'm putting too much on you, so I'm just going to hold it in and keep it to myself. So... My advice here would be, I think the most important thing here is communication. We're taught so much about the importance of communication in romantic relationships, but communication is important in any relationship. So in this case, in a friendship where, you know, you need to lean on your friends, you're going through a tough time. I would suggest just being open, like just think about it. If we're just open with each other and we're not like, holding back there won't be any issues so my advice here would be to say you know what I'm going through a really rough time I really need someone to talk to but I don't want to feel like I'm like putting too much on you I don't know what you may be going through so let me know if we can have a chat or if it's too much right now like just be completely open and honest I have so many times with my friends said oh like where they've asked me, are you okay? Like, do you want to talk about it? And I say, no, like, I don't want to burden you. But if your friend is letting you know that you can talk to them, believe them. (laughs) And take my advice on this, believe them. Um, Don't start to make, because this is what our brains do. It starts to make up stories. Oh, you know what? They're just saying that, but like, this is too much and I'm going to annoy them. And it's emotional dumping, which is when you're like putting so much on a person. But if someone wants to be there for you and they're letting you know that it's okay, believe them. It's up to your friend to tell you, look, this is too much or I can't be there for you right now because I'm going through this thing on my own. So you can let them know, look, sometimes maybe I come to you and I just start like delving into all my issues because I I really struggle with anxiety and it's a daily thing for me. And sometimes I may not be aware of that. So just let me know. Like if you have, if those lines of communication are completely open from both sides, you won't have any issues. 
So I want to answer one more question. Um, there's still so many more, but like I said, I don't want to keep this too long. I don't want to like go into an hour. I'd rather keep these episodes shorter and then just I can do a whole bunch of them for you. So this question, have you ever experienced when you're sleeping at night and your body wants to shake? And there were a few like this actually, like, why does my body shake? How do I control it? Um, so again, it's very important to understand why our body is shaking. I, when I used to have panic attacks, especially when I would have one right in the middle of the night and I would wake straight from a deep sleep right into a panic attack, that would always be a top symptom that would come up for me is my body would start to shake. And it can be very, very scary because it's, it's like, think about when you have a fever and you have chills and your body is just shaking uncontrollably. It would be like that. And then you, but you start to get confused. You like, my heart's racing too. And like, I feel dizzy and sweaty. Like what is happening? And then I would always think, oh, I must be really sick or like I'm about to pass out or I have a really crazy high fever or something insane is happening. But it is actually a very normal anxiety symptom is that shaking. And while it feels really terrifying, it's actually really good for your body. It's your body's way of like literally like releasing trauma, shaking of trauma. So while your body is shaking, it's getting rid of that excess adrenaline and it's getting it's it's helping to like lower your stress hormones in the moment. So I know it feels terrifying, but it's actually really good for you. And the way that I always describe it is think about so think about animals in the wild. Um, whether you've seen them in real life or I'm sure you've seen a, a nature documentary where uh, you'll see like a gazelle running away from a lion and if the gazelle is lucky and escapes you might have seen for a moment they like completely their whole body shakes and then after they've you know shook it off they carry on as normal and that's just a natural instinctual animal thing and we're the same way that's our natural instinct but for us we go into our heads our brains come into it too so we start to think about it we don't just let our bodies do what it naturally needs to do we start to think why is my body doing this so in the case of the gazelle getting away from the lion it's shaking off that trauma that it just went through in that moment and then a second later it's fine and it's resuming its life as normal Whereas we are so focused on why is this happening? And I can understand that, especially when we don't understand it. But that trembling is your body's way of getting rid of trauma. And when you're having a panic attack or when you have heightened anxiety and your brain thinks you're in danger, that's just part of the stress, stress response that's going to happen is you're going to start to shake. And when we fight against it, it gets more... Like I would... I remember one time in particular when I woke up in the night... And I thought that I had like food poisoning or something. I thought I had eaten something bad because my stomach was upset. I was shaking. I was dizzy. I had this overwhelming feeling. You know how panic attacks do this to us. I had this overwhelming feeling that I was about to die. And that just made me panic. And I remember like holding, I would hold onto my arms, like try to stop it from, from trembling so badly. But it didn't work, of course. It only made it worse. Um, and it only kept it around for longer. If you're able to just lie down on your back or just sit in like a cross-legged position, just sit somewhere where you can just feel calm or just a calm spot because I know you're not going to feel calm. But if you're able to just go with it, um, 
it'll pass a lot faster and it's really it's actually really good for your body it's it's helping to release that stress there's actually um a therapy called i think it's called trembling therapy where you go you see a therapist and they actually help to induce this the shaking to help you release past trauma so try to look at it as just another way our body is trying to help us our body's not trying to hurt us with the trembling it's trying to just release that um that stress it actually happened to me recently i've been going for therapy and like going right back into the past to address certain things that i haven't really addressed before um and there was some there were certain things that i was talking about that came to the surface and my body started to shake uh this was just like a week ago and my leg was shaking and it felt almost like an internal vibrating as well but i didn't have that panic along with it just because i knew what's happening i've had this before i know exactly what the stress response is doing so it didn't last very long it passed a lot faster i just took some deep breaths in and out through my nose i made sure to i made sure that all my muscles were fully relaxed and i just let the shaking happen because i knew that it would pass and i knew my body wasn't going to hurt me so I, so that's i hope that helps you if this is a symptom that you experience a lot um just knowing that you're not in danger and that it's completely normal it doesn't feel that way but you genuinely are safe so that is it for today i had more questions that i really thought i was going to get through but we're already at about 30 minutes now um i don't want to bombard you with information i really want to keep it kind of bite-sized even though this was a pretty decent length um i hope that you enjoyed this episode let me know what you think. I'm going to constantly be putting question boxes up on my stories on Instagram where you can leave questions. I add them all to a book that I have. So even if I didn't get to your question today, I will eventually get to it in the future. Um, a lot of the questions are kind of similar though. So I really hope that I've answered maybe at least one question that you had or maybe shared some tips with you that may help you if you can relate to anything that I was talking about. I would love to hear your thoughts on this podcast. I appreciate all of your messages, all of your reviews. If you would like to share this with someone who you think may need it, please go ahead and share it. We need to get the word out to as many people as we can. Um, anxiety is, is so difficult to live with, and I think we just have to be there and support each other as much as we possibly can so thank you for being here with me today thank you if you're still here and you've listened to the end i hope that you have a beautiful day or evening wherever you are in the world and i will talk to you again next week bye